It's Monday. It's November 6th. And the word of the day is bottle which is Australian slang for the liquor store or package store. People in New England sometimes say packy store. Used in a sentence, if anything that sounds like bottle happens to be an ethnic slur... Please alert me now before I start using it on stage. See, I feel like I've never had to clarify whether I'm using a racial slur. Weird that we're different in that way. Hey, I think as long as we find out that Heath had a stuffed animal named Woggy the Froggy, we'll be fine. We'll just play it off. <laughs> we'll cover it. It's fine. I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, we deal with collusion confusion. Sean Hannity is pretty sure he's fucking awesome. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders forgets that the highest taxpayers also get to be billionaires, like, every day. But first, a word from this week's sponsor, HelloFresh. Hello, and welcome back to Abuse Your Words. If you've been listening for a while to The Skeptocrat, you may remember this segment from back in the day. Usually we'd have several idiots lined up, we'd present the stupid words that came out of their stupid faces, and we'd decide who was the best worst. It was fun. It was good times. But then about a year ago, we got fucking Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Babe Ruth, Muhammad Ali, and Lino Messi all rolled up into <laughs> one guy who's been dominating the sport ever since. And we elected him president of the United States. So... Oops. Didn't really make sense to hold the competition very much anymore. Um, honestly... This week wasn't that much different. Trump continued abusing words in tragically awful fashion. But there was one other guy who managed to really step up his game. And that one particular idiot was Rick Perry, who said on Thursday that fossil fuels can prevent sexual assault. <laughs> yep. This is our U.S. energy secretary. So today... He gets his very own Abuse Your Words segment. Yeah. Yeah. There are only three people left that can truly challenge the champ. Betsy DeVos, Kirk Cameron, and, and I forget the third one. Um, uh, I am right. <laughs> he, oh, it's a Rick Perry joke. Okay. Offense <laughs> <laughs> okay. withdrawn. Okay. So before we get to Perry's exact words about how lube prevents sexual assault... <laughs> Just to make this fun, let's do a quick review of some other Rick Perry highlights from the past, and then we'll see how they stack up against his latest gaffe. So first up, from 2010, Rick Perry said, George W. Bush did an incredible job in the presidency defending us from freedom. <laughs> Patriot Act, war in Iraq, checks out, checks out. No, yes, yeah. it was accidentally <laughs> accurate. Yep. All right, that in uh, 2011, he said, Juarez is reported to be the most dangerous city in America. Just for the record, Juarez is in Mexico. Also, just for the record, Rick Perry was governor of Texas at that point. That's the one next to Mexico. <laughs> he meant the continent. Well, yeah, to be fair, all of this is pre-glasses so mm -hmm. far. Maybe he thought it was in the country of Puerto Rico. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And moving ahead to 2014, that's when Perry said, I'm more Jewish than you think I am. <laughs> yeah, he continues, I read the part of the Bible that said the Jews are God's chosen people. 
No idea on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a, hold no on, idea. hold on, check out my dick. Hold on, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. Go on, ask me to borrow money. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also in 2014, Rick Perry said the following during a speech in California. He said, I may have the genetic coding that I'm inclined to be an alcoholic, but I have the desire not to do that. And I look at the homosexual issue in the same way. The Fucking lovely. Homosexual issue. Oh, it's, he only fucks men at social gatherings and on holidays. <laughs> Someone just sets, oh, a roast. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm going to suck one dick, but honestly, it's to compliment the roast. <laughs> <laughs> only let me suck one dick. It's about the roast. <laughs> Do you have a big black dick? <laughs> to go with the roast. <laughs> Some burnt ends. Okay. Then in uh, 2015, Perry said, a broken clock is right once a day. <laughs> and he did not mean military no, time. He's just he's, a fucking idiot. <laughs> I mean, it is also right once a day. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, five plus five is nine until you finish counting. That's just exactly. He's also nine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, perhaps my favorite, uh, during a GOP presidential primary debate, Perry was not able to name the department that he's currently in charge of. Nope. <laughs> At the time, he was trying to name three agencies of government that he'd entirely get rid of. And now he's the secretary of uh, fucking something with an E. I'll get back to you. I don't know. <laughs> What's the one with the light bulbs? Help me out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd like to phone a friend. <laughs> All right. So there's obviously some serious competition here. Um, but here's the exact words from Rick Perry last week. Speaking in Washington about energy policy in Africa, he said the following. And if it sounds like I don't know where the sentences begin and end here, that's because <laughs> I do not. And neither did Rick Perry, who said it. Here it is. Quote, from the standpoint of sexual assault, when the lights are on, when you have light that shines, the righteousness, if you will, on those types of acts. So from the standpoint of how you really affect people's lives, fossil fuels is sick, going to play a role in that. End quote. <laughs> how do you decide where to put the sick? Right? Yeah, I, 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 I considered beginning anywhere. and middle. Real tough. Made Wait, sense okay. to me. I don't know what you guys said. So, <laughs> no, no, he was saying fossil fuels. Because it's easier to rape under wind-powered light. He meant the royal fossil fuels. I, I mean, honestly, it's a step up from BP's marketing, so I can't complain. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and and we now have a brand new form of rape apology. It's like, uh-huh. And how bright was it where you were standing? <laughs> okay. Really? Four candelas? Well, all right. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know. Jesus. Fucking Christ. Secretary of Energy. All right. So... Pretty sure I have my pick for the winner of Perry V himself. Uh, you guys want to vote first? Uh, yeah, okay, sure. I will pick the third one. Can't remember what it was, but I'll let you know. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, I'm only gay on my 21st birthday, but I'm like really, really gay on my 21st birthday. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go with uh, amount of lumens determines the amount of sexual assault. All right. Well, congrats to Rick Perry. He he definitely won or lost or whatever. Um, maybe he needs to burn more fossil fuels and uh, he won't abuse his words so much. He should, he should think about it. Oh. Throw some light on the righteousness of the comma. Which is the 
when you think about it. New clause. (laughs) Hey, guys. Jesus. What is that? Oh, uh, this is my nutrient drip. You know, I'm getting a month ahead on GAM, a couple weeks ahead on scathing for Australia. Pretty much the only time I had uh, cut out was the time I spent cooking. So, problem solved, nutrient drip. Is that um, oatmeal? Looks looks like oatmeal. It is in part oatmeal. Yeah. Okay. I have no, follow-up um, questions. Why don't you just use HelloFresh, though? What uh, What's HelloFresh? HelloFresh is the meal kit delivery service that makes cooking more fun so you can focus on the whole experience, not just the final plate. Hmm. Well, well, how do they deliver it? Because if it's uh, through an IV, I'm kind of already sad. You know, nope. but, uh, no, it's not no. Uh, through an IV. Uh, actually, each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take around 30 minutes for everyone from novices to seasoned home cooks short on time. Yeah, and it's less than $10 a meal. Wow, really? 10 bucks a meal? Because between buying those IV bags at a hospital closeout sale and the nurse I have to pay... Yeah, that uh, seems expensive. Yeah. Right. Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, look, um, they sent us a trial of HelloFresh, and it couldn't have been easier. All the ingredients were already in their own little bag, which you just throw in the fridge. And then when it's time to cook, they got step-by-step instructions for you, and uh, the food turned out delicious. It really was. I, I liked it mm-hmm. a lot. All right, but how do I try it? Because I had to go all the way to Uzbekistan for the ingredients for this nutrient drip, and I don't want to do right. that again. Well, for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, just visit HelloFresh.com and enter Skeptocrat30. That's HelloFresh.com and enter Skeptocrat30. Skeptocrat30, you yep. say? Okay, mm-hmm. well, I'll give it a try. And the the catheter? The catheter stays. Okay. 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 Yeah, pretty uh, serious about the catheter. Joining me for headlines tonight, our fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Noah, Eli, um, God bless Mother Russia, I guess, <sighs> right? Such a fucking joke. I was raised to believe that the one good thing about getting taken over by the Ruskies was no more religion. And now we get this shit? Hmm. Sorry, quick side note. Do you think there'll be another mass shooting between when we're recording this at 7.57 on Sunday and tomorrow morning when we release this? I just don't (laughs) want to say it's too early. Yeah, 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 right, right. Or maybe another drive-by driving. Who the hell knows? Well, anyway, so I'm I'm refreshing now. So as of now, in our lead story tonight, if you rearrange the letters in FBI, you get FIB. Because they're all a bunch of big, fat liars. And if you don't believe me, just ask the op-ed pages of the Wall Street Journal. We learned the extent to which the FBI was flammably pantalooned this week as a broad range of conservative political outlets were desperate for something to talk about other than the fact that the president's campaign chairman just got indicted for being a Jack Reacher villain. Yeah. Fox News just running the Billy Bush tapes all day. Hey, remember... uh Remember all the charming pussy grabbing? <laughs> pussy grabbing, right? Right? <laughs> Don- Donna Brazil seems mad, huh? Let's talk about, let's talk about that. You want to talk about that? <laughs> mad. Oh, yeah. they're mad at her. Angry. So yeah. Trump's week was so bad uh, that it actually turned to shit the Friday before when CNN broke the news that the Mueller investigation would be handing down its first indictments the following Monday. And after a weekend of nervously sucking the dust off of cheese puffs, the president learned that the lucky contestants coming down to FBI headquarters would include his former campaign chair, Paul Manafort. 
I mean, to be fair, how often does he probably actually talk to that guy, right? Oh, a lot? A whole yes. lot? Got it. <laughs> Got it. Sure. Now, at first, the White House staff combed over the indictments and breathed a sigh of relief, pointing out that the indictments don't mention anything about Russia or collusion. And as weak a deflection as, see, my campaign manager was just laundering money for the Russian mafia is, it got considerably weaker later in that day when a third indictment was unsealed, this one from a campaign official that admitted to setting up collusion meetings with Russia. Yeah, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. That's just Vladimir Putin casting his vote. <laughs> Run the pussy grabbing thing again. Remember, guys? <laughs> Run that. This means there was literally a day when someone came into their office and was like, guys, I got bad news. It wasn't just laundering money for the Russian mob. And everyone was like, no, there's also some serious shit in here, guys. Hold on. We breathed a relief too quickly. Russian mob money. (laughs) So let's just take a step back here and, uh, and see what we know about the Trump campaign's collusion with Russia. We know that they, A... Colluded with Russia. Pretty much doesn't nope. matter what B, C, or <laughs> fucking D are. Right? I mean, a campaign staffer has now admitted to the FBI that he set up meetings with Russia to get stolen material in an effort to influence the presidential election. He admitted and then proved that his supervisors in the campaign knew about those efforts and approved of them. Right? I mean, we know that the highest echelon of the campaign staff met with Russians about furthering the crime, and we know that everyone involved has lied about it on record. Kind of makes you wonder what we're waiting for at this point, other than Paul Ryan to evolve into a fucking vertebrate. Who's <laughs> Paul Ryan and Pence at the gym? Hey, go ahead, Mikey. Punch me as hard as you want. <laughs> Chitness exoskeleton. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Want to see me run a marathon? Just did it. Fake news. Prank call. Strippers really like me. What's up? <laughs> I just can't get over how there are still rules for us. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I would feel better if Anthony Weiner was the head of the Democratic Party and just kept putting his phone under his desk to check Snapchat with this big, goofy <laughs> smile on his face. But, like, we're all still normal and fighting about, like, oh, I don't know if that's an appropriate use of records and when did she financially <laughs> No. We all should be dressed like Dazzle Cowboys. I like that lady. That lady gets where we are now. Dazzle Cowboy. Well, you know, I mean, I feel like at this point, they're probably probably going like fuck nothing we're trying working yeah dazzle cowboys y'all <laughs> uh, and, and just to underscore the point here i want to give you a quick review of the evolving excuses from the administration one nobody with the campaign ever met with any russians two oh those russians well yeah we met with them but we didn't talk about policy three Oh, that policy. Well, yeah, we talked about it, but we didn't talk about stolen emails. Four. Oh, those stolen emails. Yeah, we talked about them, but we didn't collude with anybody. Five. Oh, that collusion. Well, you know, technically, <laughs> there's no legal definition of collusion. That's well, where they literally are right now. Right? They're right now they're going like, well, if you look in the legal, there's not a there's we're somewhere between there and I know Hillary is, but what am I? If I had to guess, step six is that it's because we're so pretty, but it's never happened to him before. <laughs> Jesus. And in foaming at the head news tonight. <laughs> The idea of a progressive income tax is super duper complicated. No, it's not. <laughs> but, but if you work in the Trump administration, it super duper is. And that's why White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders had to create a ridiculous 
ridiculous analogy about a bar tab last week so she could explain it to herself during a press <laughs> conference that she was running. She was not successful. No, yeah, just to summarize in advance, spoilers, she confused herself in her attempt to make a simple concept complicated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all know what a progressive tax plan is. Probably shouldn't even define it because it's when gay people pay taxes. That's what that means. It's like, you're not allowed to use the N-word and taxes. Well, gay people pay more taxes and they're more successful on average as I understand it. Anyway. So, uh, so also better parents. Just another fun one. Okay, so the press conference was about the GOP's new proposed tax plan. And if you saw the video, you already know just how badly the, uh, explaining it to herself thing worked out for Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And that's because her analogy was fucking stupid and she still doesn't <laughs> understand how anything works. And apparently, neither does the President of the United States who allegedly went to an Ivy League business school. Yeah, right. It's the, the bullshit one that everyone forgets is <laughs> in the Ivy League, but still. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, whatever. at a certain point, they just needed an even amount of teams for wrestling matches, so. <laughs> Which is why NYU had the fighting violets go violets. <laughs> Not real? in the Ivy League. Not in the Ivy League. <laughs> absolutely real. <laughs> absolutely not Ivy League, but absolutely real. The fighting violence. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so uh, here's the econ lesson from Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She decided to explain the GOP tax plan by imagining the entire tax system is just like 10 people going out for beers and their tab is $100. Just so many problems already, but I'm going to push through it. <laughs> The analogy went something like this. So under a progressive beer system, I'm Huckabee Sanders explaining right now. Under a progressive beer system, the highest earner of those 10 people pays about $59 out of the $100 tab. And the second highest pays about $19 and so on, with the lowest four incomes paying zero. Then imagine the bar owner decides to lower the total bill to $80. If everyone gets 20% off, then the richest people are going to get the biggest break. But these libtards at the bottom always start complaining, and eventually the richest guy is just going to stop showing up. And then the remaining nine people can't afford their tab anymore. And and that was it. Apparently she made a point about something because that was when she stopped talking. <laughs> I like to imagine one guy at the back who just like got it. He was just like, oh, yeah, the beard and the rich guy. Well, nailed it. Totally. All right, great. Follow-up question. Uh, why do you look like a womp from Mario? Is there are you one eighth womp? And not like an attractive one. No, to be no, clear. she yeah. is about to angrily descend in front of your fucking uh, go kart there any minute now. Unattractively, yes. <laughs> so uh, it feels like nobody would need to say this, but income tax is not the same as beer money. No shit. For a right. wide variety okay. of reasons. <laughs> For example, here's just one top of my head. Uh, she's completely ignoring the price of guns and butter. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> There's three things in the economy, <laughs> beer, guns, and butter. You have to factor them all in. Uh, also, you can't just stop coming to the income taxes bar without leaving the country or going to jail. So, <laughs> stupid. Um, and either way, if ten people go out drinking and one of them is a billionaire and the other ones are not, that guy's obviously well, paid. Yeah, um, right. I, I, the, she's saying the Republican tax plan is like not wanting to buy your friends a beer even though you make ten times the money they do and they're willing to toss in 19 bucks. Even in your theoretical, you're a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too many readings of Atlas... Sh Shrugged off his responsibilities. 
the shrugged was, <laughs> but yeah. It's a single entendre. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> one other I that important distinction. <laughs> one other important I distinction. Didn't like that book. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the single entendre joke is pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Yeah, so just one other important distinction between tax revenue and beer money. Um, if a bar doesn't make enough money, um, society doesn't start crumbling around us. Yeah. Like, if we start making huge <laughs> tax cuts, you won't even be able to get to the bar because there won't be any roads. And if you try to take a boat, you, you're going to get mugged by Dennis Hopper's flamethrower jet ski <laughs> gang and wouldn't be any police to stop him. And even if you manage to get past all that... You're probably illiterate because there were no public schools, so you can't even read the bar menu. And if you try to figure out the math for the bar tab, you have no idea what to do because you're an ignorant fuck who never learned basic arithmetic in public school. And we're owned by China. There we go. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you make it sound bad, but that is exactly what happened at a toy store we all used to work at over four years, and it worked <laughs> out great. I'm just saying, there was the jet ski guys, nobody could read, and then we were owned by China. It was Alibaba pretty... stock is crushing it. So that's <laughs> yeah. cool. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if any rich people out there feel like they're being taxed too much, we happen to know lots of people who are happy to swap incomes <laughs> if they get fucked on that. Anyway, bottom line, as with most of the stuff the GOP comes up with, if you're not a wealthy business owner, you probably won't like it. Or uh, you're an idiot who's going to be negatively impacted by their tax plan, but you'll remain in denial and pretend you like it and continue voting for Republicans anyway. Or you're a Nazi or some combination. Yeah, of those. not mutually. <laughs> I'm not saying they're all Nazis, but pretty much all the Nazis are them. Yeah. Or maybe the metaphor worked on someone else. Someone else. Someone else. Tyler, get in here, big guy. Uh, yes, Mr. President. Get Sarah. I need some help on this thing. Uh, Sarah H Huckabee Sanders? Yeah, you know, big girl. Looks like she's one-eighth brick wall. Yeah, right right away, sir. I'll get her. All right. Dear China, it's me, President Trump. How did you build the wall? Working on a similar project here, and I was hoping you uh, might Right be this able way, uh, Miss Huckabee Sanders. Sarah, how are you? Come on in. Great, I'll just turn sideways. Yeah, that's a tricky door. Yeah, my home has mostly garage doors. Smart, smart. So this tax bill? Uh, yes, Mr. President, the tax bill? It's got some problems. Yeah, I'll say it's got some problems. Who's, who's he? Oh, that's TIE Fighter. Don't mind him. He's my guy. Okay. Uh, so the, uh, the tax plan, sir? Right, right, okay. Well, Man. um, uh, you call me sir? <laughs> moving on, moving on. Happens a lot. You know how, uh, you know how people eat acorns? Of course. What? Yeah, look, nobody likes sitting down with a handful of raw acorns at the end of the day more than me. But let's say there were, there were only a hundred acorns in the entire world, and, uh, each of mm -hmm. you had to buy Wait, I'm, I'm a sorry, certain... can I stop okay. you here? Um, I, I don't okay. think that this is gonna make any... I don't think that this is gonna be any easier to understand. Quick here. question, what's an acorn? Yeah, I guess that makes it. So, let's say, um... Let's say there are 100 curves for women in the world. You've already been kicked out of 70 of them for the way you scream when you lift. And uh, I have been kicked out of several curves for women. Uh, mm. Mr. President, uh, Ms. Sanders, <clears throat> neither of those examples are going to work. We need something simple that will explain our tax plan. Uh, okay. Uh, hammocks. It can't just be simple, sir. Um, opening things with your jaw. That is not a thing. It 
Sure is. Money from the Russians. No, no always. Uh, hammer shoes. I am 99% sure you are an alien. Okay. This is a real thinker. Yeah, I, I need a beer. That's it. Beer. Everyone loves beer. Yeah, absolutely. And you, um, you do not eat the bottle, right? The- that's, that's right. Miss Sanders, you don't eat the bottle. Right. Yeah. Me neither. We all agree on whether or not you eat the bottle. <laughs> oh. And in less than any more Hannity news tonight, right-wing pundit and extremely large head on a normal-sized body, Sean Hannity made it clear that he is Oscar-eligible. Really? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Wonderful. In a series of tweets that I was sure were photoshopped when I first saw him, Hannity made it very clear to the Academy Awards that he's free that night, saying, quote, <laughs> Let There Be Light has been so successful that people keep asking if I'll be nominated to the Golden Globes or Academy Awards. Me. Yeah. I keep asking that. <laughs> cutting in here real quick, Sean. No. The answer is no, in case you were curious. Anyway, he goes on. This is his second tweet. Here is my promise. If nominated... I will attend. It's awfully nice of him. Oh, my God. Their ratings will explode. Hashtag Hannity on the red carpet. Okay. Well, (laughs) totally stole the hashtag I was using for my Sean Hannity slash carrot top slash erotica. But whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Bigger following. So he gets to call the shots. Whatever. Dear at Nobel Prize, got rid of global warming. You're welcome. You're welcome. I want that science prize. <laughs> My science is the best. Holla back. <laughs> RT and follow back, please. <laughs> of course, with his debut film dropping in only nine slots below Tyler Perry's Boo 2, A Medea Halloween, and pulling in nearly $2 million worldwide on a budget of undisclosed, Hannity has reason to be excited because we can make fun of this all we want, but 11th place at the box office and only 370 theaters nationwide is fucking huge. And as of this writing, the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is 85% and the critic score is insufficient information. But (laughs) once it goes up, it'll be pretty fucking low. And if Hannity has a reason to be excited, guys, we all have a reason to be excited because this movie was goddamn amazing and I want more of them. Oh, yes, please. Also, side note, hearing this movie made $2 million makes it impossible to convince me stealing is wrong. You guys want to rob a bank? Money's just paper that nobody cares about. (laughs) Yeah, and time is apparently just time that nobody cares about. Let's get some slaves, I guess. (laughs) Two votes. Two votes. This movie's a good reason to have slaves. (laughs) Now, I'm going to say in advance that I'm only really covering this story so that we'd have more of a chance to talk about Let There Be Light because I'll be damned to hell if the two hours we spent on it on GAM were sufficient. So I want to close out with a quick game of fill in the blanks. Guys, if this movie is nominated for an Oscar, what category will it be nominated in? Um, Best tumor in a supporting role. <laughs> uh, uh, best foreign set of ideas, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and also, watching Sean Hannity co-star with Kevin Sorbo and his extended family was as great as the first time I blank. Uh, had to pretend a suicide note was a short story I was working on. Oh, Jesus Fuck. The first time, just the first time. <laughs> it got better. Um, uh, it was great as the first time I had an orgasm in the theater while watching this movie. <laughs> and second and third. <laughs> 
I came four times. It was good. It was <laughs> good. the first three were really good. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth is always dusty, isn't it? Sorry, cutting into the episode here with a late-breaking update. Through a fortunate series of events, we were actually able to book Sean Hannity to be on the show. So without further introduction, because he wouldn't like anything I'd have to say, Sean, welcome to The Skeptocrat. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, God. Is that is that your cologne? Whew. Yeah, thank you. It's called Insecurity. It's filling the whole studio. Yeah, oh, it's very powerful. It. Very powerful. It's, it, it's visible. Visible. So, Sean, uh, Let There Be Light has been a, uh, a financial success, but h- how would you say it's been received critically? Well, Noah, as you mentioned, several people have been talking Oscar buzz. Um, who? who uh, who's talking Oscar buzz? Okay, there's me, uh-huh. Kevin, his wife, Skeletor, the people who I can still see on Twitter. And and uh, who is that that you can still see? That's that's Kevin and his wife Skeletor. Okay. Moving on. All right. I think it's pretty obvious that we are looking at a sequel uh for this one. Do you, do you have any ideas brewing? I do. I do. Uh, quite a few actually. How how about this? Let me run this by you. It's called Just Don't Be Poor. It's about a poor um, black man. Okay. Well, and, just a quick note. The way you say black there feels like a hate crime. I get that a lot. Who, who realizes all he needed all along was to get a job, and then he gets shot by a gangbanger. Okay. okay. Who is his mother. It turns well, out no, his we're mother done. The- we're done, Sean, actually, with that one. It sounds uh, truly uh, terrible. Yeah. Well, I could put that countdown timer thing in 200 theaters, and the Duck Dynasty fan club will go see it. I have instantly become self-aware. All right. Well, uh, Sean, thanks for coming in today. The money I leave my children is soaked in the blood of the innocent. and that's gonna do it for episode 60 thanks to no illusions thanks to eli bosnick and thanks to all the listeners who liked us on facebook followed us on twitter and sent us feedback on the other various internets please keep doing that please keep listening and please keep telling your friends and if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Kara, Kevin, Melissa, Matthew, Evan, Susie, Stephen, and Cyrano de Bergerac's nose hairstylist, whose beautiful genitals should come to Australia and make some bad decisions with us. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, the Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. Quick programming note before we close it out. We are not going to have a new Skeptocrat coming out in two weeks, mostly because Eli's going to be recovering from injuries related to kangaroo boxing, we're assuming. But we will be back on December 4th. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Hammer you. <laughs> one that starts joining me for headlines tonight that makes sense if you'd like when you start talking i could yell real loud in case that last bit wasn't
prickish enough. <laughs> Where? Okay. Uh, okay. I think he's fucking with me now because I I did the whole. It's the one that starts with line in it. Now he's just like he's I just will scrolling up and down on the same document. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever could it be? Uh, Where's the mm, top? Great. I'll just turn sideways. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a tricky door. Uh, so the uh, the tax plan, sir. Right, right. Okay. Well, um, uh, did you call me, sir. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Happens a lot. You know how uh, you know how people eat acorns? Of course. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You've already been kicked out of. 70 of them for the way you scream when you lift and um and then <laughs> give it to me again I can do it I can do it <laughs> opening things with your jaw that is not a thing it sure is money <laughs> Money from the Russians. No, no always. Uh, hammer Lord. chews. I am. I <laughs> <laughs> think we're not professional. <laughs> <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.